What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Kicks and Picks Podcast. Nick, Scotty, Coach Steve here with you right before the Easter weekend. Uh, Easter weekend, shout out, analyze this. Um, we got a couple good games for you that we're going to break down this week. Our locks of the week. Uh, guys, coming off of... We're on a, let's just call it what it is. We're on a little bit of a cold streak with our locks. Um, but last week, four and six, down two units. It felt like the, like, you know, when you have a good feeling four and six, you grinded it out, you're kind of even units. This last week felt like probably the worst four win week we ever could have possibly had. I don't want to speak for you guys, but I had two devastating losses of Toronto FC up to nothing in the 60th minute. Did not win that game. Tottenham up a goal, up a man into like the 90th minute. Did not win that game. I just, I'm at a loss for words. Yeah, my my city first half money line was like the only city bet you could have taken versus Liverpool this weekend that didn't hit because somehow Liverpool scored first. That was against all odds. And then they completely dropped it, you know, from that point forward. I think City drew 1-1 at halftime and then scored three in the second half. So that one kind of sucked. But yeah, I mean, it's we were so hot to begin the season and it feels like we're starting to get the the gamblers revenge here a little bit in the second half. But coach is going to tell you, well, I will tell you that our reads are still good. So, I mean, if you're listening along, you you can't really fault some of these results. Shit like this happens over the course of a year, certainly over the course of a betting lifetime. But coach will tell you we are still up 20 units on the season. Uh, game of the week is still positive, three and a half units. And the patron picks are props, are picks that we throw out there that aren't always recorded for everyone to hear, have been absolutely smoking. So, Coach, tell us more. Yeah, we had a, a really good weekend of Patreon picks. Like you mentioned, the, I thought the reads were good this weekend. Scotty get it, missing that city number by literally like a, a minute? minute into the second yeah, half. Yeah. yeah, Toronto, I, I I rode with you on that, and I was I was devastated to, to blow two nothing lead against that team was was atrocious at home. And then, yep. like you said, Spurs up into the 90th minute, like that that's easily uh, could be flipped around to a seven and three week. Didn't go our way, but I, I like the way the the reads are looking we're, we're, we're not like far off. So that that's good. Um, but patron picks, the ones we post to Patreon for all of our patrons, we did really well in those in the weekend. We finished up four units. Uh, we did a midweek pr- premier league special. We went three and one and we were up like uh, about a unit and a half Scotty, I think on those three picks. Yeah. I think we we're plus 1.7, 1.8 units. Something yeah. like that. And, and we were say, really, no. we had Salah in the, our shoot shot on target parlay. We didn't know he wasn't going to start. If he starts, that probably Brutal. cashes because the other two legs cash. Yeah, so Nunez started you and are, got two right, right quick. Yeah, if you're either riding with any of our player parlays that we post for free sometimes on Twitter or the ones on Patre- Patreon, wait till starting lineups come out. That's the, the lesson of the day because we had other options to throw in that yeah. would have panned out and that one didn't. We just thought he would start and you know, we try to get out there early enough for you guys so that you have time to to review it and, and lock it in. So just wait till the starting lineups. But o- yeah, other than it, that, it was a good good couple uh, couple days of patron picks. Yeah, and, and the the uh, 2.0 to that lesson is if your sports books give give you the option, some do, some don't. That a player must start for action. Always, always, always take that. Um, I, I know the like Bovada does in most cases the offshore books. Um, I want to say DraftKings does i'm not 100 percent on that um but in, in a multiplayer prop like that definitely um take any out that they give you 
I don't know if on the soccer ones I've seen player must start. I think like starting pitcher sometimes you could lock in in baseball, but I, I don't recall seeing it with like shot on target props or anything. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Well, be on the lookout for that. Like Coach Steve said, uh, the reads are good. We're feeling good. We're having some fun. And um, we're, we're going to break down two marquee games that we have this week, one in England, one in Italy. So, Scotty, let's get right into it, man. Your squad, Liverpool, they're at home taking on Arsenal. Uh, we all know Arsenal is top of the league. They have a, I'm going to say five-point cushion. Let's just give City those three points with that game in hand. Um, five-point cushion. Pool, you know, uh, still up and down, but um, not. Mostly down. Mostly down, but not outside of the realm of possibility that they make Europe. Um, you know, I think uh, the teams ahead of them aren't super duper strong. Tottenham being one that I see um, a little bit vulnerable. Um, well, not that big of an underdog here. So they're they're plus one eighty on the money line. Arsenal plus one thirty five. The draw is plus two seventy. As a pool fan, how do you feel coming into this game? I mean, there's no reason to have any optimism coming into this game. Um, they haven't won a game i mean they beat united seven nothing and then since then they've dropped points every successive match after that this weekend they played city without erling holland and the scoreline was still four to one probably could have been six to one it was not even close um just played chelsea midweek couldn't get anything that even looked like a cohesive attack going forward midfield is still a disaster um so this i mean i'm i'll spoil it now i mean one of my locks of the weeks this week is going to be Arsenal drawn no bet because it's like minus 130, which is ridiculous because I don't see, I mean, maybe Liverpool have some sort of great result and they're able to get like a 1-1 draw out of this. That's, I think, the best case scenario. They're not scoring two or three against this Arsenal team. Um, it's not a Manchester United squad. This is a team that's been in form for the large part of the season. They've won at least five straight, I think, at this point. They're all healthy. There's yes. no ill injury concerns. Jesus is back. It, it There's no reason to think that Liverpool are coming out of this with anything more than maybe a point. But I think yep. most Liverpool fans coming into this would just be happy with like, let's just not be embarrassed because the city game was very close to going the same way that Liverpool's game against United went, where it could have been like a six to one game. That's just perpetually embarrassing. So I would, if you told me right now, there's a two nothing loss on the, the tables for Liverpool right now, and I could sign up for it. I would, because I don't have any confidence that they're going to be able to hold Arsenal to like less than three or four with the way their midfield and their defense has been. Yeah, so I, you kind of took some of the talking points I was going to frame up to coach. Uh, we're talking about a team five straight at least. I'm only I'm looking at a snippet of the table right now. So uh, last five, all winners. Um, goal differential, plus 43. You mentioned Jesus is back. Coach, you feeling good about Arsenal? Yeah, I, I don't think there'll be an Easter Sunday resurrection for Liverpool in this one. I, I don't see them coming back from the way they've played the last few matches, like Scotty said. That United match seems like such an outlier now. I thought maybe it was going to be a turning point for them when it happened because they weren't that far off top four. I remember talking about that prior to that match. And yep. they came out and put up a touchdown. And then all of a sudden, they couldn't score a goal yet, uh, yesterday on Chelsea. Um, not looking good for them. I think Arsenal's in great form. They can kind of start to sniff that trophy a little bit. And they've had their own uh, resurrection of sorts this season. They, have, they haven't won a trophy. Uh, Premier League title in, in some time, and they're looking like they're going to cruise to it, um, barring some slip-ups, and I don't think it's happening here. Yeah, and one thing I'll frame up, Scotty, and I, I mean, I know it's we're, we're past it at this point. Um, you know, we've talked about it all season. You've talked about it in particular, right? Pool's having a down year, um, right? You called it a transition year from the start. 
They've obviously made some good buys. They have talent on the team. They haven't been lucky when it comes to injuries. You almost wonder, like Coach said, right, they were kind of cruising after that United victory. If they're playing any other team besides Real Madrid in the Champions League, how much different is the outlook right now, right? Because I, I don't know that they couldn't sneak out a two-leg victory over another squad. Yeah, I mean, if they've got like a Portuguese squad or something like that, but like if they're playing Bayern, if they were playing City, if they were playing even Napoli, I think they're losing to all of those teams by by a fair margin. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know that, that that plays as big of a role as you might think. Um, but I think one of the interesting things is, you know, that you, you look at where they are on the table, you look at their goal differential of like 15 and you're saying, well, that's not terrible. You know, 15 is respectable. You're, you're usually with that, you're probably closer to the the top four than, than to like the mid table, but they had that seven Oh win against United. And then in the first half of the season, they had a nine Oh win against Burnmouth. So take away those two results. And now you have a negative goal differential over the course of their, you know, the whole line of work, whatever 30 something matches. So it's, it's been a bad season. Um, the midfield, you guys kind of laughed when we had Andy on, we were kind of talking about what Liverpool should be looking at in the summer. And I had a, a laundry list of midfielders, but I'm not joking when I say, I think they realistically need to bring in about four midfielders in the summer because they're going to be losing Oxlade Chamberlain and, and Naby Keita. Um, Milner is 38, so you can't really count on him. Henderson is going to be 32. Fabinho is going to be 30. Tiago is going to be 34 or 33. Um, so it's it, the only guys that you have left are 18 year old Bayetic and now 20 year old Harvey Elliott. So I, I think they really need to bring in a, a full suite of, of midfielders to kind of get this squad back to where it needs to be. Maybe they come in and they just say, well, listen, this is going to be a, two-year rebuild and we're not going to really judge Klopp or give him any sort of, you know, uh, aspirations for next season. I think that's a problem because the fans patience is already worn thin. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think they realistically need to bring in like at least three, probably four midfielders to have any sort of competitive season next year, or else you're going to be rolling the dice with two guys that are 20 and under, and then three guys that are, over 30 um and, and that's not really a recipe for success especially in the premier league okay so we know scotty's got a lock um which i mean spoiler i like it i'll probably bet it as well i know coach just said that he agrees coach a couple numbers i want to throw at you before we move on to italy uh i am looking at gabriel jesus plus 210 uh martinelli plus 210 Saka plus 240 odegaard plus 280 are you taking any of these guys to score a goal Wow, I'm I'm a little surprised that uh, Jesus is so high. Plus two ten is a big number for a striker of his caliber. He's been in good form this season when he's been healthy. I'd probably take a shot at him if anybody. The other guys, I would like to see what like what a goal or assist number looks like. Probably positive number at this point yeah. because uh, Saka and Martinelli are uh, also usually able to to set up each other and Jesus. So yep. I'd look at those numbers too if they're plus money and and definitely at. Plus two ten. If if I had to pick a goal scorer, that that's what I'm going with. Yeah, and I'll say we we haven't really posted. I don't think too too many of these, but we do talk about it. We're certainly back and forth in the group chat. Uh, Martinelli and and Saka have been absolutely cash cows for that to score or assist bet. That's yeah. usually, like you said, about even money. Sometimes minus one ten, sometimes plus one ten. Um, you know, we've been taking it well like four or five weeks in a row and just cashing. So, um, definitely put that one in the arsenal. I think, again, maybe this is me being overly pessimistic, but against this Liverpool team and the way that they've been conceding over the 
last three or four games. Um, I think it's pretty safe that you could probably pick like two or three of those guys and throw them in there. And you're going to hit one. There's a good chance you'll hit two and on, there's an outside chance you get three. Um, so I think there's a, a decent, depending on what the numbers end up being for goal and assists, like that's a pretty decent strategy. Yeah. Love it. All right. Let's move on to what the marquee game is in Italy uh, with the absence of, of many others. It's going to be Lazio currently in second place on 55 points, taking on Juve who is in seventh place, 44 points, perhaps the, you know, we know about their minus 15, but um, the, the bigger story for them is they're only six points off of top four, even with that minus 15. Um, we've certainly given them their fair share of hate uh, hand up. I've been the guy leading that charge early in the year when they were having those struggles, when they got kicked out of champions league. Um, we're at the point where you can't do anything, but praise Max Allegri. doesn't matter what this team looks like as you watch them play because it's rarely pretty, but he has kept this team intact. They're probably going to make Europe one way or the other. I'm not unconvinced. They don't get those 15 points back. Um, and they're doing it without really any fucking goal contributions from forwards, from their strikers, right? I think Vlahovic has like eight goals total on the year or something like that. Um, I'll certainly give my thoughts as a Lazio supporter, but would love to hear what you think about this one, coach. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking back at Juve's schedule. Their only loss in the last two months was the one nothing at Roma. Um, That was their only loss. So they've been doing it. They don't do it in the most pretty way. They they drew the first leg of the, the Copa semifinals yesterday, but you know, one nothing over Verona, one nothing over Inter in the league. You know, they had a four two against Sam, which is kind of an outlier to give up to, and then Sam also thinks. to score four, which is which is interesting. Um, but you know, they've they've done much better than I expected. You know, when, when that fifteen point penalty came down, it was like, oh, Juve's Juve's dead, right? They're like mid table with that fifteen point deduction. They they weren't playing great. Um, you know, they got hammered by by Napoli right out of the the World Cup break. And they drew at Alonso and it was like, oh, they lose, lose to Monza. So you're like, okay, like they're, they're no problem. Like, and now all of a sudden, even without the 15 points, I'm looking at the table. I'm like, they have a legitimate shot at top four with 10 matches left as a Roma fan who's six points up. And, and even with Inter for the fourth spot right now, you're like, not only do you, do you have to worry about the Milan clubs now and, and Lazio, who's now, you know, five points ahead and Atalanta's creeping up. And now it's like Juve's there looming too. And, if you may get their 15 points back, there's no doubt about it. They're, oh, yeah, they're in second, second place. place. I second mean, they're, place. they're, they're no firmly question. in second place. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, shit. If, if they get the 15 points back, Napoli better not make mistakes like they made last week. Cause it could get tight toward the end of the season. And then maybe pressure starts to build on them. But that, you know, that, that coach that's loves to pray for the Napoli, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's dropping points coach. and dropping the it's title and coach. collapsing. Um, <laughs> well, I think coach I, so, has a little bit of a personal but, behind oh, it. Oh, well, but, in, yeah. on the podcast is coach. I don't, yeah. I mean, out in the universe, it's not just coach. Okay. A lot of other fan bases are, are asking for that, but I think that's a gross overreaction to one terrible game. Uh, yeah. I'll get yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying like, if Napoli lets off because they have this, 16 point lead over Lazio and they're like kind of think they're cruising. And then all of a sudden Juve gets those 15 points back. It could get tight, but I'm not saying it's going to happen. It's very unlikely that Napoli drops like three or four matches uh, the rest of the way. But in terms of Juve, they are, if they win this match against Lazio, they are a serious threat for top four, even without the 15 points, in my opinion, Scotty and I were trying to find 
futures on it. The books don't have any futures because they're waiting to see on the 15 point penalty too. Definitely. There's, there's if you no lock them in, like offering that. Yeah. 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 If you lock them in like plus, I don't know what it would be like 800 or something at this point, And then they get those 15 points, it's like free money. So they're not going to give you anything, but I, I think Juve have a legit shot to win this match. They probably have to grind it out and win ugly that both teams have been playing very good defensive football this year. You have, um Juve's given up 22 goals all season Lazio 19 uh, uh those are the second and third best defenses in the league only are uh, actually first and third I'm sorry uh Napoli's got given up 20 so um I think it's gonna be a low scoring game the books think that too I think we looked up the the under two and a half was I think minus 200 right Scott so yeah. yes yep. it is um <laughs> you're, you're looking at a low scoring match and I think pressure's on everybody else if Juve wins this match I'll, I'll, I'll put it that way yeah so um Scotty, I've been kind of saying this to you guys out loud, to anybody who will listen to me. Um, and uh, I'll preface it by saying it's a toss-up game. Lazio plus 170, probably because they're at home. Juve plus 175, both of them minus 110, draw no bet. Lazio is coming in uh, points in their last five. They've won four of their last five. This game, it, it feels to me like a point for Lazio in this game is a massive win. They've been terrible against Juventus lately over the past two or three years. Um, a point for them is huge. A point for them almost kind of solidifies a top four spot. Um, and, and a loss is, is could start like a tailspin. Uh, what do you make of this team? Uh, a loss would absolutely t- start a tailspin for you. Um, yes. Oh, no, there's no doubt about that. Napoli and still they're going to finish closer to the mid table than they so, are. The top but, four so, and... but here's my logic in that you're talking. You, let's look at a, uh, an inter team who has lost four out of their last five. Let's look at a Roma team who's lost three out of their last five They're And we beat both of those teams head to head. We're only five points up on them. That's fucking terrible. We should be not that we're anywhere close to Napoli. I'm not trying to make that argument. My goodness. Based on the head-to-head results of every single team Lazio is around, they should be 10 points clear of these other guys. You give Nick a wrinkly $100 bill, he's going to complain. No, Um, it's just facts. (laughs) uh, I mean, listen, I think, Nick, if if Lazio win this game, I think you need to be positive and just say that, yes, Lazio are going to have top four because it's nine games to go. And you just mentioned all these other teams are dropping points because – that's just been the the tale of the season. Like everybody's been dropping points. So, uh, you know, you, you kind of made this assumption where like Lazio, they're, you know, they're going to be terrible. They're going to drop points to Sassuolo and Udinese or whomever, but you know, that's also going to happen to like Inter and, and Milan and Roma. So, so. I, I think Lazio, I mean, it, it, the reason why Lazio are, are above these guys by at least a decent amount is just because their defense is so much better than, than the other ones, right? They've 19 goals allowed on the season compared to 36 for Milan, 32 for Inter even 26 for, for Roma, there's a decent number there. So just the fact that they can keep themselves in games and that they don't really have to rely on Immobile or, or anyone else to kind of carry the, the load of, you know, scoring two, sometimes three goals a game to get the three points is what's the difference right now. So it's going to be interesting because what I make of both of these teams, that seems to be the same MO is we have players that show up for like 5, 10, 15 minutes at a time. Nobody seems to be able to put it together over 90 minutes, right? That Juve game against Inter was not pretty. The the five Juve games before that were not pretty, right? You're talking about a, mo- a moment of magic from Di Maria. Uh, Rabiot's been playing really well for them, but they're not getting consistent performances out of everybody, right? Allegri's going to his bench by the 50th minute. Um, Lazio, you're seeing the same thing, right? With the a lot of these guys have been called on a little more than they would like to be. Uh, that's with the immobile injury. So you got guys like Pedro starting every game. 
Felipe Anderson starting every game. They're not built for that anymore. Uh, these guys are 35 and 32 or something like that. Um, the midfield, same thing, right? You're getting maybe 20 good minutes from Milinkovic Savage every other game. That's just re- like, I'm telling you, this is a person who watches every game. Um, it, so it's almost like who bends first in this one. Sure. I mean, I, I don't, when we, when, you, when you say bends first, you mean who concedes first? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think like, this might concedes first. Yeah. I think they're in trouble. I think if you score a goal in this game, I think you're guaranteed at least one point. I, I, that, exactly what I was trying to get at. So uh, that's the way yeah. I feel. Yep. Yeah, it, it. But also, I wouldn't be surprised if this finishes zero zero because that's what felt like was going to happen in the Juve Roma game, and that's a you know pretty close to what happened. And when we talked about Lazio and Roma, I said that's what felt like it was going to happen, and that is what happened. And I think we're at the same point with this one, where it's like if you score, you're guaranteed to come away with something. So, yeah, you know, it, if you want to look at a betting angle for this, if you really like one of these teams to win, I wouldn't bet the money line. I'd bet them, you know, to to. to, to well, no, I was going to say, I would, I would take them uh, to win with a clean sheet because you're going to get probably an extra you know, 40% of juice on that. At so uh, that's probably the, the way that I would go. I, I wouldn't, if you're, if you really are a fan of one of these teams and you really feel heavily that Lazio or, or Juve are going to get the win, don't just bet the money line, bet the money line and to keep a clean sheet. Cause I don't see this being like a two, one, three, one game. All right. Let me throw some names out there to, to cap it off here. Immobile plus plus two ten, Blavich plus two forty. We know about the injuries and the struggles of both of those guys. Uh, Milik, who I'm more than sure will be starting on the bench, is plus two sixty. No goal scorer plus six hundred. So uh, we're talking about a zero zero. That's an interesting one. But everybody else is plus three hundred, right? Pedro, Anderson, Zakani, uh, Di Maria, and Chiesa are sitting at like plus three fifty. Um. Anybody you're looking at in this one, coach, that you're going to take a stab at? I mean, the numbers are big, which which makes it tempting, right? Um, I don't see a lot of goals. I'd probably look at. I mean, it's if, if the thing is, you know, Cheeto probably takes a penalty if one's drawn, right? If one's drawn by Juve, assuming Lovitch, he starts, take him or is it Di Maria? Because yeah. if Di Maria is taking him. I really like Di Maria in these kind of big game situations. We've seen it with Juve this year where he kind of steps up in the big matches. Yeah. I'd almost look to him at like plus 300. Plus 330. 330, yeah. Scotty, any opinion? No, I mean, this isn't one where I would take a goal scorer. I might throw in somebody or like a shot on target if you're trying to build up something like that. But um, in a game that might feature a goal, you're trying to pick the one out of 22 even if it's a plus three thirty type shot, doesn't feel like a a sound investment. Fair enough. I think we're all in agreement. So let's get right to it. Kicks and picks, locks of the week, hat trick of picks. What do you got, Scotty? Yeah, so I'll just wrap the bow up on Liverpool and Arsenal. So like I said, Arsenal draw no bet at minus one thirty five. I think has got to be like the lock of all locks, um, given Liverpool's form and or lack of form, I guess I should say, should say, um, you know, they lost to that Hollandless city side four to one. Uh, I think a similar scoreline is probably in, in the works against this Arsenal team who really haven't missed a beat at all this season. I think they maybe had a slight lull at the beginning of the year, but um, nothing that's really kind of looked like a, a true concern in terms of, you know, there goes their title chances. Um, so I, I think this is the go-to bet in the premier league this weekend. Um, it's, at draw no bet it's it's almost risk-free right like 
it would be a very crazy result for Liverpool to bounce back from the way that they've been playing the last week. And especially within the last like three days, right? Cause it's not like it's been a full week where they can train and, and work on something. It's, you know, three days and then best team in, in, in the league. Um, so it just seems like this is a, a, a surefire win. And if Arsenal needed any more motivation beyond just the title race, uh, Liverpool had outscored Arsenal 13 to three in their last six match matchups with Arsenal's lone three goals coming in the first match from this season at the Emirates. I think Arsenal are, are going to be looking for a little bit of revenge, knowing that there's you know blood in the water. And uh, I don't see any way that, that Liverpool really survive this in, in a respectful, respectful way. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm riding with you on this one. All right. I'm going back to MLS. So last week we had Bob on, I went, all MLS on my three locks went two and one only loss was the Red Bulls, unfortunately. And I found some really big numbers. I like this week. First one's not a big number. I think it's just crazy that new England is almost even money at home. They're minus minus one ten on the money line against Montreal. They're sitting third in the East with 13 points through six matches. Conversely, Montreal's off to a terrible start with just one, win and four losses. Yeah. Um, bottom of the table. And I'm shocked. The number is, you know, isn't, bigger in terms of like minus 150 minus 160 taking the home favorites at just about even money I, to me this is a no-brainer yeah i agree um i saw montreal in their home opener here in miami um and inter miami who stinks as well uh like destroyed montreal like it wasn't even a game um so to see montreal as this you know i i, I thought the revs might have been like minus 200 in this game so that's a great line um I'm going to roll with Napoli. We started to talk about them a little bit. So uh, team total over one and a half. It is as close to even money. It's as good of a number as we will get. It is minus 115 at Lecce. They're coming off of uh, what has to be their first shutout of the season and easily their worst performance uh, against Milan. I actually think it's the second time they've been goalless. I think the first time was like the second game of the year. Um, So I think that, this is a bounce back spot and the number is just too good to be true. Lecce have lost five straight games. They have not scored in any of them. Napoli have scored two plus in all, but two of their wins this year. And in 22 out of 28 overall in the league, I don't think the absence of OC men is going to hurt them here. I think guys like Simeone Raspadori are going to be hungry for goals. Cavaradona is still beasting. No way that they don't smoke Lecce here. Uh, money line is almost unplayable, so we're going to do the team total. It's also a re- revenge game for them, too, just throwing. They drew 1-1 against Lecce the first time around. There you go. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's not like we haven't seen Napoli succeed without Osuman in the lineup, too, because right. he missed, what, four weeks, I think, in the beginning part of the season with a yep. hamstring or something. So, yeah, I think it's a pretty safe bet to consider that they'll they'll continue to smoke even with his absence. All right, moving on to my next pick. I'm taking Brighton, draw no bet at Tottenham at minus 105. This pick is mostly about Tottenham just being useless. They're a rudderless ship at the moment. Um, They just dropped points like we talked about. Nick had them as uh, a lock last weekend in a very Spurs-like fashion where they were up 1-0 to Everton with a man advantage. And I think in like the 70th minute, sub on Lucas, who promptly gets a straight red card, I think, within maybe five minutes of being on the pitch. Um, and that ultimately led to a 90th minute wonder strike from Keane uh, to pull Everton level and cause Nick to lose his pick. So um, I don't think you can trust Tottenham in any way, shape or form at the moment. I don't think they have any sort of manager coming in, even like Chelsea or managed to get in Frank Lampard to kind of 
hold the 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 steering wheel until they get to the end of the season. Um, Tottenham have no one holding onto the steering wheel at the moment. Uh, they look really poor going forward. They have no conviction. Um, on the flip side, Brighton just got a nice 2-0 win against Burnmouth. Uh, with a win here, they'll pull themselves within one point of Tottenham and have a game in hand. So still kind of flirting with top four. So all the motivation they need right there. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I like everything about the form of both teams coming into this and, and Brighton draw no bet at basically even money feels again, risk-free. Yeah. Statement right. game for Brighton, right? Like this yeah. is, this is where you have your, your chance. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. coach, coach MLS, no, no, I cut fine. you off. Staying with the MLS. Like I said, I'm going Minnesota United draw no bet plus plus one ninety five at Chicago. Minnesota was good enough to go on the road and be previously unbeaten St. Louis. They're unbeaten on the season. have won all three of the road matches. Chicago is just four points in five matches. I'll take Minnesota with the security of a draw, no bet. And uh, at that number, if it hits big, big time. So didn't Minnesota make the playoffs last year as well, right? In their first year I or second year? they did. Okay. This is the game. Like, I, I, I read this. I looked at the table. I, I'm going through my coach, Steve Logic. This number just screams, this makes no fucking sense. Like, I want to ride yeah. with you because logically this is – this is the greatest lock of all time. This number like tells me that Chicago is going to come out and win this game like three nothing. I, they, like, they I hope well to God could, it doesn't I, happen. I, I personally no. can't draw no bet. Not, no, you have not to take try it. it. You, you know? have to yeah. take it. You have to take it, and that's what scares me because this number makes no fucking sense. It, it makes zero sense. I was talking to Scott before you came on um, on the call, and I was just like, I don't know what's up with these MLS lines. I don't know if the books just haven't caught up yet, but they make no sense to me. Yeah, no, and a lot of times they haven't, but like this is almost too good to be true. You're talking about a plus 200 uh, fucking winner. Made the playoffs two years in a row. They've made the playoffs the last two years, three years. Chicago's still putting out a fire. They are putting out a fire still, yeah. Dumpster fire. Oh, sorry, it's my turn. I got got too excited with my joke. Yeah, Yeah, Um, Fozzie bearing it. Yeah, I felt pretty (laughs) good. Um, All right, I'm going to go to coach's squad, Roma. Plus 135 money line at Torino. Uh, this is just basically a Torino still stink pick. They're in 10th place, but they really don't score. Uh, and they have a minus four goal differential on the year, despite being perceived as having a solid D, right? They play a lot of 1-1 one, one games, 0-0 zero, zero games. They don't fucking score. Um, so I, I think Roma, conversely, are, are kind of rounding into form in that area. And I got to give your boy, Scotty, and your boy, Coach, Jeannie Wijnaldum, a lot of credit. Sky came back, and it, from my perspective, has really started to transform the team and transform that midfield. Wasn't something I thought he could do just based on age, form, injury. Um, he's really facilitated that play nicely. He's allowed others to get on the score sheet. Um, and, and I'm going to say the same thing I say every week. Watch the fuck out if Tammy or Pellegrini have a decent game because they haven't to this point in the season. Neither of them. They fucking stink. If either of them scores a goal, Roma's winning this game by four. So um, I, I think the plus 135 is a little too good to pass up. Yeah. Wijnaldum has missed like two thirds of the season with a broken leg and still has a better season than like half of Liverpool's midfielders. It's pretty, pretty yeah, sad. That's fact. <laughs> All right, I will stay in Italy for my last pick. Um, I'm taking Bologna at Atalanta. Both teams to score. It's minus 110, which is a pretty crazy number, considering that both teams right now are averaging more than one goal scored and conceded on the season. So already a lot of averages helping you out there. 
Um, both teams have also scored five goals in their last two matches. And coincidentally, both teams have scored three goals in their most recent match coming out of international break. So lots of goals being scored on both ends. Uh, I think this one is a, you know, shoe in to be a high scoring affair. Yeah. Um, I think Bologna has a, an opportunity to kind of pull almost within shouting distance of Europe if they win here. Uh, and on the flip side, Atalanta can close the gap on, on Juve if they get a win. So um, expect both teams to come out with uh, motivation to get three points and with the way that they've both been playing, expect goals to be the, the deciding factor here. My new favorite question that I'm just going to ask every episode and on every game we talk about, Atalanta, must win game, yes or no? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I like it. That means goals. Yeah. All right. I, like I said, sticking with MLS, not, not going to change now. Uh, this is, I'm going to put it out there, the riskiest of the three locks, but I saw the number and I have to take it. Austin FC, double chance, plus 140 at LAFC. Ooh. LA is unbeaten in five, which makes this bet sound counterintuitive with Austin performing below last season standards. Um, LAFC is three wins, two draws. Uh, and all three of their wins have been at home now, but Austin swept the season series last year and then got smoked by LAFC in the playoffs. This to me feels like a revenge game for Austin and they only need a draw to cash it plus money, which is why I'm taking it. I, I can very well see them get a draw here. I'm going to take my chances with Dreesy and company coming off the bye week, some fresh legs, hopefully, and uh, a little revenge on their mind after the playoff exit last year and get, get go, go get a draw, go get a one, one, two, two and, and cash is a plus one forty. That's it. Phenomenal number. This is a LAFC is due to not get a result game for me. So I'm with you. And they haven't been winning by like big margins. Most of the matches this year, yeah. you know, they haven't really been like, they, they're coming off a zero zero against Colorado. Yeah. I think it was this weekend. And it, I, I may just be completely making this up. So let me, let me look it up as I say it out loud. Doesn't LAFC have a game like today or tomorrow? Aren't they doing that CONCACAF nations league? Aren't they? They in that? are in the nations league. I'll tell you right now. Let me see if I could uh, grab it real quick. Yeah, I want to sound smart, so I hope it's true. They are playing Vancouver, yeah, tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern time. So they they will be much less fresh than uh, Austin because Austin crashed out of that CONCACAF competition against that Haitian club. So, yeah. Exactly the edge you get by listening to Kicks and Picks. It makes me like my pick even better. There you go. Um, All right, let's finish it off. I'm going three for three in Italy. We are going back to our team Team that I ride with this bet more than anybody else on the planet, the draw no bet, it is Sassuolo. Usually we're getting them at minus 130. We got a good number today, folks. It is minus 110. They're playing Verona. This is the good old eye test plus great number game. We know that hell ass is hell ass, as they have been all year. They are the hashtag Serie B team since week one. Sassuolo have been balling, but... We're not just going to give you the eye test. We're going to give you the logic behind it as well. Sassuolo is unbeaten in their last five. They've scored 10 goals over that span. Hellas is winless in their last five. Eight goals given up. Um, I will say Sassuolo is plus 170 on the money line. And Armand Lorente of Lorente, the baller fame. Anytime goal scorer plus 260. Two bets that very well could be considered. Um, but draw no bet. Minus 110. Pick of the week. Yeah, you said that Sassuolo is the pick that we take a lot with this Drano bet. I think the team that we take a lot with Drano bet is whoever's playing Hellas Verona. That's also so I think fair. we I think we hit that as like a pod lock to start the season, maybe like three out of the first six pod locks that I we think made. We need to go back to it. Yeah. So well, you did. So credit to you. 
Fact. So speaking of Podlock, uh, the the actually number one most frequent pick that we always take. Uh, we the Podlock's been it's been cold, right? We started the year. I want to say we we're like eight and one or some shit, nine and one. We yeah, were really really crushing. That, yeah. Um, we're we're all the way down to fourteen and eight. We're still up three and a half units, but uh, we need some good momentum, and this pick is going to do it for us, Coach. Tell them why. Because Newcastle is on fire. Um, they're hot. They and they put up five against West Ham today in the midweek. Brentford is in a bit of a lull in form as they've dropped points to United, Brighton, and Leicester City in their last three games. Ride the form wave, cash a winner. And uh, plus 110, loving Newcastle here after today's result. Newcastle seems to be one of those squads where books kind of react slowly to. Yeah. Because yeah. when they were cooking and then all of a sudden they hit that cold streak in, I want to say, like February, books were still favoring them pretty heavily against some some of the other top six type of teams. And then all of a sudden they kind of adjusted a little bit and now they're starting to pick form back up again. And I think right now is the time to kind of ride that because I think there's a little extra value coming in without the books kind of seeing what we're seeing. I think you're spot on. And I think um, the first, up until the world cup, I don't, I don't think the books caught, caught on at all. Right. We were fucking hot as can be. Season and we crushed Newcastle bets, right? So uh, I'm going to say that the books still haven't even caught up. It's just that the teams are kind of backing up the books with their inconsistency. Yeah. yeah. But in Newcastle, they don't lose matches. They've only lost three matches, which is even with Arsenal. They just draw a lot of matches. Yeah. Yeah. And, and coach, you mentioned that like Brentford, they've had a bit of a lull in form. You know, they've dropped points in all of their last three matches. I mean, they, including Leicester City, a 1-1 draw where Brentford picked up a red card. They've only really won one match, and that was against last place Southampton. They also lost to Everton at the beginning of March. They uh, drew against uh, Crystal Palace in, in February. So it's it's been, they drew against Arsenal. You know, it, it's been a, a tough spell for them in the last six, seven weeks. Um, so... Yeah, it, it is kind of an, an interesting an interesting one, but I guess maybe it's just the home home field advantage is what the books are kind of leaning on for this line. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, boys, that's going to wrap it up. Um, thank you all for listening. If you are enjoying the show, please give us a, a retweet, a share with your friends, have them listen. Uh, consider becoming a patron. As we said, we are absolutely crushing our prop picks and uh, we do put out regular picks as well so anytime there's in between games where we don't have time to record uh, we, we definitely like to make some exclusive picks for our supporters there um, follow along on Twitter thank you guys have a, a wonderful Easter and we'll catch you next week Peace.